Lagos. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. I hear that in some parts of Lagos, you're not hearing us as clearly as you as you used to. If this is you, please send us a message on WhatsApp so that we can do a test. You're, you are our field supervisor today. <laughs> so send us a message on WhatsApp really quickly so that we can uh, know what areas where you're not hearing us as clearly as you used to before and we can try and fix that first hard fact of the day lagos state announces a total ban on okada in six local government areas so baba jason Wolu said uh, no commercial motorcyclists will be allowed to operate in any part of ikeja suruleri Etiosa, Lagos Mainland, Lagos Island, and Apapa local councils from the 1st of June, which is an interesting interesting uh, thing to hear from the governor because the ban that went into effect on the 1st of February 2020 was not lifted. So I'm quite surprised to hear about this new ban. But anyways, second hard fact of the day, victims of the Abuja Kaduna rail attack have been in captivity for 52 days. Now, if you witness a story or a news event that you want Lagos to know about, call us on 01-465-7175. I always say that uh, you are in great company when you tune into hard facts because you're listening alongside one million people. And if one million negotiations choose this show from 3 p.m. every day they cannot be wrong that's why if you see something and you think it's a news story that Lagos should know about call our newsroom directly on 01-465-7175 one million negotiations cannot be wrong so if you think it's news it probably is I have a great show for you today Again, thanks for tuning in. Let's start with the big three and talk about the family members of the Abuja Kaduna Railway hostages planning to protest against the trains resuming. Then let's talk about the EFCC arresting Patricia Ete. And then let's talk about Oshomole and Faemi in a war of words over rigging allegations. Oh, juicy. There's no glass ceiling today. Instead, it's day three of the I Beg to Differ quarterfinals. Kowia Wurola Salam of Atanzil School, Zikorodu, takes on Atamas Pius Omo, 15 years old, of New Estate Baptist School, Surulere. You've never heard Atamas debate. I have during the auditions. Kowia was knocked out of the tournament completely, brought back in when someone, pu- was pu- once, when someone pulled out of the tournament, won her round of 16, and she'll be here again for her second round. She's had such a fantastic story. Uh, so listen to her again today, 4 p.m. Don't miss it. On Balogun and Broad, let's talk about the court fining a bank because an ATM did not release a customer's cash after debiting the customer. Oh, yes. 5 p.m. We'll talk about that. Now, expect news, business, and sports at the top of the hour every hour. But let's get started with today's big three, Lagos. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. On 99.3, Nigeria Info. Should the Abuja Kaduna train service resume before the hostages are freed? 
How much do kickbacks to the legislature inflate executive contracts? Who do you believe? Oshomole or fire me? Those are the big three, Lagos. Let's talk. Our first story is the plan to restart Abuja Kaduna Rail Service. I mentioned it to you yesterday as our first hard fact. The NRC says they want the trains to start running again on May 23rd, next week. But now the families of the kidnapped victims are saying for here... They're saying that unless and until the government secures the release of their family members, they will protest against any attempt to restart the trains. Hassan Mohammed is one of the leaders of a group called Relatives of AK-9, Abuja Kaduna train kidnapped passengers. He said, quote, we will hold peaceful protests both in Kaduna and Abuja to express our displeasure on the resumption of activities at the stations. We maintain and stand on everything we have said at the last briefing. They must not go ahead with their plans to commence operations, end quote. The group's spokesperson, Idayat Yusuf, said, quote, The whole world knows that we have been patient. The railway in that axis cannot resume operation. They should not dare us. You have people who boarded your train, were kidnapped, and yet to regain their freedom. All you are concerned about is to resume operation. The NRC should have a rethink, end quote. For their part, the Railway Commission says that they cannot keep the trains offline indefinitely, especially because Nigerians need the service. Fide Tokiria is the MD of the NRC and he said, quote, We have worked very hard in the last one month to the best uh, we can do to ensure that those held hostage are released. We have been under pressure from Nigerians, mighty and low, to resume operations. They are those who want to benefit from a working thra- train. We have weighed the pros and cons and cannot hold and cannot fold up the country. End quote. Now, Lagos, both sides are making very strong, very compelling points. And I want to know which side you are leaning towards, which reminds me, the topic for today's I Beg to Differ debate is whether the tolls uh, should reopen and they should start collecting money there again. It's going to be interesting, I hope. But back to Kaduna, the family members are saying that as long as their loved ones are not free, we can't just go back to business as usual. They seem to be pointing to the danger that their people will just be forgotten if the government is allowed to move on and resume train operations. But on the other hand, the NRC is saying that this train service is vital for the economy and for life in Kaduna and Abuja. Putting it on hold indefinitely will have serious effects. So which argument is more compelling for you? Women call me on 01465-7190. 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? 
My name is Johnson from Ikorodu. Johnson from Ikorodu, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I want to uh, talk on the uh, the NRC reopen. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Hear me? I'm hearing you. Go okay. ahead. Now, my own take is that how many times those people that are talking now have protested when many other children were taken stage by the same by these the same people? Then, because they are not, they, they know these people, the thing that affected them now, and they want to stop the railway reopen. Does, does those who have anything with the, the I don't know, this me, I, um, I didn't buy, I, I didn't support their, their protest. Mm. I didn't support their protest. Yeah, you're right, you don't know. Thank you very much for calling. Hello, how are you? Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, ma'am. What's your name? My name is Thelma. I'm calling you from Lekki. Welcome, Thelma. So I'm speaking um, about the train, resumption of the train service. And I'm wondering, um, I think the government or the NRC and the government should be bothered about what actually made the train service stop in the first place. Hmm. The insecurity, has it been tackled? What's the assurance that there won't be a repeat of such an occurrence? That should be the basic thing. And who is even going to, I mean, with the fear of that anyway, who is going to want to, are people who actually wanting to take the, stra- the train service? Well, the NRC, the, the, the NRC boss says they're getting pressure from everyone to reopen, both high and low, I, so. Generally, anyway, I think they should tackle the insecurity issue so that there will not be a reoccurrence of mm. the main reason why the train service stopped in the first place. Mm before they're actually thinking of reopening. That's the major thing to think about or to work on. Okay. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you so much for calling, ma'am. We've got Comrade Kejiko on the line. How are you? I'm so good afternoon. Why are you going to go? I'm very, very unhappy. And see, I don't have any problem by them reopening the railway. And see, understand? Okay. And the route we are talking about is near the seat of Nigeria government power. And this is this what's happening. So they can open that place, though, but have they have they provided any measure to save the occurrence of bandits being impounding Nigeria citizens? Have they make any provision? The operators are they all government? Are you me? Mm-hmm. And I have lost my father, worker colleague in Boko Haram fight, and my village man Aro from Arachiko. And see where they went. I'm not happy. What I want to tell you to say, you see those soldiers in Southeast that are done do anything. They can bring them. They took a note that they bought from America. They can make use of it now. So that Nigerians can rest on that route and see very simple. All right. Thank you very much for calling, Ikechiko. If you just tuned in, hello to you. Good uh, afternoon. It's uh, 15 minutes now, past three o'clock. And our first story is the plan to restart Abuja Kaduna Rail Service. We have the family members of the kidnapped victims saying, no, don't do it. But we have government saying we have to do it uh, for the sake of the economy. Uh, we've been under pressure. 
pressure from Nigerians to reopen, both mighty and low. Uh, there are those who want to benefit from a working train. We've worked very hard to release uh, the hostages. I beg, Edjo, let us reopen. So very compelling arguments on both sides. The family members, the relatives of the kidnapped victims of the hostages are saying that the whole world knows they've been patient. The railway in that axis cannot resume operations. They should not dare us. You have people who boarded your train, were kidnapped, were are yet to regain freedom, and all you're concerned about is to resume operations. Uh, we have um, uh, the family members saying that they're going to have peaceful protests in Kaduna and Abuja to um, express their displeasure at the resumption of activities at the stations. And like I said when we started, compelling arguments, compelling points on both sides. Which side are you on? Which side are you leaning towards? The family members are saying that as long as their loved ones are not free, we can't just go back to business as usual because they're worried that once those trains restart, their people will be forgotten. Government will move on. But the NRC is saying that this train service is vital for the economy, for the life in Kaduna and Abuja. Putting it on hold indefinitely will have serious effects. Which argument is more compelling for you? Women call, call me on 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hey. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mark. Afage. Uche. Uche, welcome. From satellite, thank you. You see this issue of um, uh, railway opening up. Mm. I don't buy the idea. Okay. Because these are human beings for crying out loud from families. Okay. Some of them have children. Some are children of uh, mother and fathers. Mm. They've been there for fifty-two days now. Right. And the government is silent about it trying to reopen the railway again i don't know do you remember that there's another incident as that yesterday the media reported that same axis okay these are human beings for crying out loud let the government work with these terrorists release these people so that people can move on with their lives Okay. Please, that is my take. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you, Ma. Thank you so much for calling. 99.3, hello? Hello? Is anybody there? Is anybody out there? <laughs> That's a line from Titanic. 99.3, hello? Hello? Good to have you on the show. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. This is Mr. Samson. Mr. Who? Samson, Samson. Mr. Samson, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm in support of this protest because government has gone ahead and made a law that they should not pay ransom to the kidnappers and they could not send those who they have kidnapped. They want to open the train, which is all right in that way. Those who have lost their life, is no way to be found. And those who are alive, they cannot save them. So the protest should go ahead and... Okay, the protest should go ahead, uh, he says. Thank you very much for calling us. 99.3, hello. Hello. Hello, Sandra. C- good to have you on the show. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? 
Chino is my town crier. What do you think should happen here? Whose argument are you buying? Hey, I don't, I don't just understand. Even if you want to be angry, I don't understand. Because people need, people need okay, to you know, move you know, around. People need to move around now. People need to people need to travel by train from Abuja to Kaduna now. People need to move. If they don't do that train, they need to move around. Let me put down one day in the first and the first caller. Okay. You don't understand. What did the first caller do? The first caller, they just say, eh, they are deep where they really want to protest now. Say, why don't they tell me the first kid not the first kid where they do protest? You don't hear that talk. Yes, I hear that talk. You know, most people always get credit. You know, they always get credit. They find me trouble. You know, you know, you think so. I hear. Sandra. I hear, I hear. Okay, okay, they talk to me. What are the people that we do say? And we want to put them smart. We want to put them in the first time with them. What kind of talk is that? What kind of talk is that? You know, when they kidnap a person, when they do protest. I don't know why you understand me. I understand you. Okay, you say with me. I understand you, I understand you. Okay, when you come to finish now, you come to talk to me, you come to... I don't... I don't know Sandra. Mm. Don't be vexed, Sandra, don't be vexed. No vex. Don't cry, I don't be vexed. No vex, no vex. I don't be like... I don't be like the positive talk. Okay. I feel you die, Chinoye. Thanks for calling. We've got a woman on the line. Hello, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Agoma, welcome. Yeah, uh, it's so sad that uh, up to now, uh, security agents have not been able to rescue the people. Um, this as it may, uh, in my opinion, the railway corporation has to uh, continue its operation. It is not their role, actually, to rescue these people. It's the role of the police mm. or security agents. Mm. And they should, the protest should be geared towards calling on the security agents to rescue these people. Hmm. Uh, it has little or not to do with uh, the corporation. Hmm. So I will suggest that though I'm an advocate of the, such a protest, but it should not be against the Nigerian Railway Corporation, but rather against the uh, security agents as well as the people in government. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much, Agoma, for calling. If you just joined the show, our first story takes us to Kaduna, where family members of the Abuja Kaduna Railway hostages are planning to protest in Abuja and in Kaduna if the trains reopen, like the NRC has said it will, on the 23rd of May. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. This is the Big Three on Hard Facts. And uh, on this segment of Hard Facts, we bring you three of the biggest stories of the day so that you get a quick look. Very snappy, sharp, 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 sharp. You know what's happening um, as you get into your car or just, you know, step out of what you're doing in the afternoon. I just want to feel the pulse of the nation. And our very first story takes us to Kaduna, where Hassan Mohammed, one of the leaders of a group called Relatives of AK-9 Abuja Kaduna Train Kidnapped Passengers, said, quote, We will hold peaceful protests in Kaduna and Abuja to express our displeasure on the resumption of activities at the stations. We maintain and stand on everything we've said at the last briefing. They must go ahead with their uh, they must not go ahead with their plans to commence operations. End quote. In response, the NRC uh, the Railway Commission 
uh, MD says that uh, we've worked very hard in the last one month to the best we can to ensure that those held hostage are released. We have been under pressure from Nigerians, mighty and low, to resume operations. They are those who want to benefit from a working train. We've weighed the pros and cons and can't fold up the country, end quote. And like I said, compelling arguments from both sides. Which way are you leaning? Because one side says, look, you do this, you forget that our people are in captivity. The other side says, you do this, you continue to put the economy on hold. People do need to move around. It's a vital service for the economy, for life in Kaduna and Abuja. It will have serious effects if you put it on hold. Which side do you lean? 99.3, hello. 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 Good to have you on the show. What's your name? Joy. Joy, welcome. Tell me what you think. Mm, thank you. Mm. I'm on the side of uh, they should not open this railway. Okay. Until they release those people. Okay. You know one thing I like about Nigeria? What? If something not happens to you, you will know the way to talk. But when it happens to another person, you will not know the way to talk. Mm. That is the way I see Nigeria. That is why things begin to continue in this country like this. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling us. 99.3, hello. Hello. Good to have you on the show. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Yusuf. Yusuf, good to have you on the show. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I disagree with the second to the last caller that said that it's an emotion to let them open it because it is not the duty of the railway. Mm-hmm. In fact, the railway, it is their railway land that put uh, attack and it's their uh, duty to make sure that they rescue the people. They're supposed to mount pressure onto the Nigerian government. Okay. I don't know what kind of a country we are. In America or in some other foreign country, if something happens like this, within one hour or three hours, they will get people to rescue. But in Nigeria, for how many months? Nobody can be able to rescue them. So, in fact, they should not open until they rescue those people. And they should make sure that next time something like this will not happen again. Okay. Thank you. Yusuf, thank you very much for calling. I'll take your messages off of social media when we come back from this break. But I have this very quick one in front of me from Chinedu who says, I know it's painful, but remember we borrowed for this project. Also, it's like saying if people were kidnapped on Biniore Road, we should lose, we should close the road. Let's think that, let's think that's all I'm saying. Uh, but the government should do the needful. All right. Thank you so much for your message, Chinedu or Doemelam. We'll take that break. We'll come back and and then I will tell you what the EFCC and Patricia Ete are doing. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, S. Ezekwesili on social media. Lagos, don't go away. The EFCC arrested Patricia Ete yesterday. That's our second story. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. This is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. And we bring you the big three once it's three o'clock. Now, you may remember her as Speaker of the House of Reps very briefly in 2007. You remember her. She resigned as Speaker over corruption allegations, but she continued in the Green Chamber until 2011. And her arrest yesterday is connected to something that allegedly happened in that period. 
According to the EFCC, back in 2011, the NDDC awarded a 240 million naira contract to a company called Phil Gin Project Limited. The contract was for installing solar streetlights in Akwaibom State. And then according to the EFCC, the NDDC transferred 253 million naira to the company. Notice, by the way, that the transferred sum is larger than the contract sum. Contract sum was 240 million. What they transferred was 253. And then according to the EFCC, the company then transferred 130 million naira to ETE. So the EFCC has been investigating this contract. They say that there's no evidence that the job was executed. And now they want to know why the company transferred almost 60% of the contract value to a then-sitting House of Reps member. Ete is not on the company's board of directors, nor is she on record providing them any services. So there's no legitimate explanation as far as the EFCC is concerned for these payments. But even if Ete were a board member or vendor for the company, that would then constitute a conflict of interest, which would disqualify the company from getting com uh, government contracts. But this case, this Ete NDDC case, it reminds me of the NDDC hearings from, I believe, 2020 or was it 2021 remember when Godzilla Babiu the then Niger Delta minister appeared before the National Assembly I'm sure you remember the lawmaker shouting off your mic honorable minister you remember that but do you remember what Akbabio was saying that led to the off your mic? I'm about to play a video for you on our website. If you can't go to our website, Nigeria Info 99.3, to watch the video, here's the audio. For me, I'm not against it because uh, uh, who are even the greatest beneficiaries? It's two people now. Okay. Because if you look at your, your chairman. Your chairman okay, gave, okay. Honorable Minister. Honorable Minister, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Now, can I payment. ask you that question? That's, what is the benefit uh, that the National uh, Assembly is benefiting from? It's what okay. 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 Are, are you asking me the benefit of national Yes, you just said... I just told you that we have record to show that mm -hmm. most of the contracts in NDDC are given out to members of National Assembly, but not, you don't know about it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. The two chairmen can explain to you. That is why I was a member. I was a member of the NDDC committee. It's okay. It's okay. Wait, you were a member of the NDDC and lot of uh, wait, you were a member of the NDDC in the 8th Assembly yes. and are you telling me that lots of jobs were awarded to you as a no, member? No, this is a problem. That's why I said you must... Then you have the right to accuse people. Then why can't you bring, it, can bring you, up can the you people that... To me? One of the chairmen if also, you were not awarded a contract, then why are you coming here that you are aware that you were a member of the NDDC and lots of contracts were awarded to may you? I, may you I, said I'm not, I'm not aware. How dare may, you may May I inform my honourable sister that that is why we have to change. Honourable member, honourable minister, please. It's okay. That is okay. That is okay. Let me explain. No, it's okay. It's okay. 
Bobby, by the way, is running for president. So there you have a then minister claiming that lawmakers are the beneficiaries of most NDDC contracts. He even specified that it's usually the leadership in both chambers who benefit the most, while floor members may not even know what is going on. It's a lot of food for thought, isn't it? Especially in the context of this accusation against Ete, we often talk about the high cost of governance. We talk about contract inflation. We talk about abandoned projects. All three of those problems are represented in this scandal. And if Abio is to be believed, this is the standard operating procedure for most NDDC contracts. Now, Ababio was talking from his vantage view as Niger Delta minister and as a former member of the Senate Committee on Niger Delta. But the question is, does this same situation show up with other ministries and parastatals? Are they also giving the majority of their contracts to lawmakers? By the way, notice that Ete was representing... Oshun uh, State in the House of Reps. I'm pointing this out because whenever we discuss corruption at the, in the NDDC, you often have people saying, well, it proves the Niger Delta uh, people are not serious about developing their region. A whole agency was created for them. They are blowing the money. But in this situation, that money was not being blown by Niger Delta people. It's a federal lawmaker from outside the Niger Delta being accused of collecting half the contract money. So is it a Niger Delta problem or is it a systemic problem? Let's talk. Lagos 01465-7190 for women. 01465-7190 for men. 0700-993-993-993. What does Etez arrest suggest about the National Assembly's role in abandoned projects, contract inflation, the cost of governance? Does this prove Abio's assertion that lawmakers from all parts of the country are the biggest beneficiaries of the NDDC. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. We've got Facebook. We're streaming live, so share your thoughts there. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3, YouTube Nigeria Info FM. Hello, thanks for calling us. What's your name? Hello. Hello. This is Joy calling. Joy, welcome. Go ahead. Is the system... That is the problem. Okay. Then again, you know my pain. What? Why they not they put these people for Kirikiri prison? They're not going to be here one day. Thank you. Thank you, Joy. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. What's your name? My name is Francis. Francis, welcome. Go ahead. Now, systematic problem for Niger Delta own. But for the trend, I support the family. They're not supposed to reopen. 
Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. What's your name, ma'am? You, my name is Mrs. Bucci. Mrs. Bucci, welcome. That woman that eat up Nigeria, neither death or money. I'm from Delta Delta. Nothing is going on there. Every day people say that. How did they develop Lagos? How did they develop Papuja? Why can't they use the same style, the same existing to develop Niger Delta in that way? We look at how they are sharing the money, sharing the contract in between them in, that, in, in National Assembly. And then just today they will say, if Niger Delta is the problem of Niger Delta. In fact, if uh, you see all this, our politician, hmm. then they're supposed to spread them gone because of their diet we win. Okay. Uh, apologies for that comment there. We've got Tunde on the line. Hi, Tunde. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Welcome. Uh, I'm uh, speaking for Mikorodu. Welcome. Go ahead. Uh, this shows uh, this how uh, money has been um, siphoned by uh, all these uh, National Assembly. It is good the EFCC uh, interrogate many of them, especially during the 8th uh, Assembly. Okay. Uh, it's a very bad thing. Okay. Okay. That's, That's your contribution. Thank you very much for calling to contribute. We have... Um, I'm, I'm waiting for that call to be logged so I can talk to that person. We've got Uche on the line. Hi, Uche. Good afternoon, Good afternoon. Welcome back. Thank you. You see, this problem is a systematic problem. Okay. It's a systemic problem. Okay. Sorry. Okay. You know why? In our small offices, where, where we are even heading, mm-hmm. you... Uche? Oh, that's unfortunate. Uche, if you can, please call us back. 99.3, hello. Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Welcome, Kingsley. Go ahead. Yeah, Sandra, you see the difference of this country. But I don't know what happened that uh, ESC just woke up overnight. Do you know that the the, le- the more you see, the less you understand in Nigeria uh, sector? Can I tell you something, uh, Sandra? Okay. I listened to the voice of Abadio. Mm. He speak under the legs. But what he said is the reality about what is happening. Do you know how many months they have siphoned? Coming from this report this morning, to the one that we had yesterday about the accountant general Sandra. Hmm. I knew there is a way and there's a system that they used to develop other states. Yes. But if you put your eyes on the ground to investigate very well, you'll find out that there are more accountant general and this woman in those states. But I think by then that they developed those states, I think they, they still have what is called humanity in human, Sandra. Hmm. They put human being forth, but these days I don't know the kind of heart we have, Sandra. Well, I don't know where the ESCC will start, but I think they're supposed to use one person to do example in Nigeria, Sandra. I don't know where we are going to get there. Sandra, can I make a suggestion, please? Uh, well, you've been talking for a while, and I want to oh. talk to Uche. She's been on the line for a while, so maybe uh, if you can call back to make the suggestion or send it via WhatsApp. Uche, hi, welcome back. Thank you. Like I was saying, Adane, mm. 
the small offices we are holding, mm-hmm. you make a budget. The person that is going to approve that budget, mm-hmm. we turn around and call him and say 10% is for me. Tell me, how are we going to survive in this type of a, a country right. where everybody is corrupt? Right. Majorly, those in, in uh, uh, authority are the ones causing trouble. They will, before budget is approved, they will collect 10% of that budget. They don't care whether that budget you have made is going to be able to carry out what you are using it to do. Mm-hmm. It's a systemic problem. Mm-hmm. It is all over. Mm-hmm. It's not only NDDC. Mm-hmm. Thank you and good afternoon. Adana. Thank you so much for calling Uche. Let me take you to uh, allegations between Adams Oshomole and Kayode Faimi. That's our third story. They are having a war of words. They are both members of the APC. Oshomole was once APC's national chairman. Fire me is currently the governor of Ekiti State. He's running for president. Oshomole is reportedly running for the Senate. And the current controversy is about the party primaries before the 2019 elections. Oshomole was chairman at the time. And he's accusing Fayemi of asking him to rig the primaries. Oshomole said, quote, if one of the meetings in in one of the meetings I had with Governor Fayemi, he told me bluntly to my face that, chairman, what we are saying is you can go and conduct election and fulfill all righteousness. But if we say this is the person to emerge, just make sure he emerges. I told Fayemi that it would be his portion, not me. I can't be used as an instrument of fraud to invite people to buy forms and convince them that they're going to uh, go for the primaries, regardless of how the people will vote. And this is the man that will prevail. You want to use me for such a purpose? End quote. Very serious accusations. Fayemi has responded, though, through his spokesperson. The statement says, quote, For the avoidance of doubt, Governor Fayemi has no reason to approach Comrade Oshomole for favors for any election. Fayemi has a stellar track record of being a consummate Democrat, even in difficult times. The allegation, which was made on national television, is not only false, puerile, and laughable. It is a figment of the imagination of the former APC chairman, as Fayemi has never asked Oshomole to rig the elections for him or any other person, and never had any reason to ask for such. Members of the public are therefore urged to disregard the allegation by Oshomole, who apparently is still experiencing a post-traumatic stress disorder because of his removal as chairman of APC. If true, we challenge Oshomole to provide the public with independently verifiable evidence of his unsubstantiated claims. End quote. I really don't have a lot to say about this story, Lagos. It tells itself, I want your opinions. But I will say, <coughs> I will say that it is very interesting that Oshomole is going public about this now. The question is, did Oshomole approach the authorities in the intervening years since he's saying that Faimi allegedly asking him to commit an electoral crime because Reagan is an electoral crime. Did he approach the police? Did he approach any of the authorities? And I guess the second question that comes from that is, will Fayemi sue Oshomole for libel and defamation since he's saying that the accusations are false? Or will both of them keep 
the mudslinging in the press alone. Lagos, three stories. Talk to me about any of them. Do you believe one man over the other? If you do, who do you believe? Do you think Koshomole's accusation gives us a window into how primaries work? 0700-993-993-993. For men. For women, 01465-7190. Sorry about that. Call us back if you can. 99.3, hello. Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? My name is Dambaba. Dambaba, welcome. Go ahead. I saw something you post on Facebook. Was the Lagos State Government announcing a total ban on Okada. Yes. You see, this governor, Lake Babajide Somoyo, has turned to IG of police. Okay. If they ban check police, you know, can you count how many times they ban police checkpoints in Nigeria? You see, this shows that the system has failed, our leaders has failed, with no ramifications. And it's not just Okada ban. There's a ban in Lagos, not just Okada. We were told then, I think during first law, that trailers are not allowed to move until 9 p.m. But look at a uh, container fall on the Legba Bridge and every other places in Lagos, almost every 33 weeks, uh, months in Lagos. Why are you announcing total ban on Okada, Kedja, Etiosa, Lady, Maryland, and every other place? All you need to do is to enforce the law. That is what we need. As I speak to Ina Ikoi, VI everywhere, Okada has women around the street. You see that one place, I think this man like uh, uh, this uh, uh, press uh, uh, conference, I they call it. Every time he wants to be in the news. Let's don't see Okada again on our road. We'll know that you are working. There's no point in all this. Every day I ban Okada, I do this one. No, now. Then on this uh, railway, this thing, I said I want to ask you a simple question. Okay. Why is it that when airline, all these GSTV and every other thing, do anything, the government will be quick to come and pay the citizens, pay these people compensation. But when government something offend anybody, they just want to one-way traffic and open it like that. Are you aware when the popular airline had a crash the other day, the government was saying that they should compensate the, the victim, family, and all this. Mm-hmm. How come the, the bandits who boldly speak with the government have done some people, all you're talking about is to reopen, who are those people that are disturbing them? That's exactly what they say during the, the two-gate reopening, that mm-hmm. people around there say the noise is too much and all these things. This is a lie. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling. Happiness is on the line. Hi, Happiness. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Happiness. Hey, Sandra, I support the protest, though. Eh? <laughs> it is human being they kidnap, not chickens. Okay. They should not open that railway eh? until those people are found. Eh? Okay. Sandra, mm-hmm. Oshomole has started again. He has started. Oshomole, stay your lane. You have started again. Ha. Ah. Sandra, have a lovely day. Have a lovely day yourself. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello? All right, there's no one there. This is my cue to go to WhatsApp where we have lots of comments. Uh, WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And uh, we have this comment here that says, 
Mm, Sandra, I think it's a system failure. Uh, the country is not organized at all. Uh, from presidency to the local government, everyone is scamming everyone. That's why nobody wants to talk. Sandra, good afternoon. Do I share the grief of these people planning to protest? Of course I do. Uh, would I feel the same way if my family member was involved? I most likely would and do. Do I think the Nigerian government is lacking in responsibility? Yes. Uh, on that, we are all agreed. But I do not believe that the railways should be shut down. You don't ground an airline forever just because one of its airplanes crashed. Omar Akin is in the US sending us this message on WhatsApp. Omar Akin, thank you so much for your message. Uh, Sandra, I have no issue with the EFCC arresting Patricia uh, corruption but that was since 2011. What happened to those that have been charged for corruption under this ad- administration? How about the Accountant General of Buhari APC with a loot of of 80 billion naira just recently why will efcc leave that current case for a case of 11 years ago is this not bias sandra you didn't leave your name but uh, thanks for sending your message I don't, I don't think it's bias i think maybe they just found evidence to back up their investigation because like i said they've been investigating for a long time we've got davo who says sandra will the fg be pushing nrc to reopen if buhari's child or relation was among the abducted all right, Davo. Madam Sandra, they should not open the railway no matter how long it lasts. The leaders of this country should not be heartless. Emmanuel from GRA with that message. Mandela uh, from Satellite Town says, Sandra, these leaders don't value our lives. They're busy thinking about how to resume Abuja Kadnoa Railway service. They're not thinking about how to bring back those who are in the hands of the kidnappers. If there are no human beings in this country, will anything work? They should not think of reopening the railway until the people are safe. All right. Uh, we have this one that simply says, um, what a country. Hmm. Stephen from Lekki says, the corruption in the Niger Delta is a systemic problem. A greater problem is that those meant to supervise these projects are also corrupt. So who is the solution? Great question. Stephen from Lekki, thanks for your message. We've got someone who says, I'm with the family of the kidnapped passengers that says NRC must not resume operations since the people kidnapped in the train are still in captivity. What is the guarantee that if the train resumes, another uh, group of travelers will not be kidnapped again? You didn't leave your name but thank you for your message we have this one here that says i am in total support of the protest nrc must not commence operation on abuja kaduna route until the captives are released can someone imagine the scenario in lagos where the government has commenced operation on lucky tollgate and justice is, yet, is not yet done to the dead and injured during the nsars protest operation must not be allowed until they are released that's lanre bashir from k2 with that message there Mm. Fire me got his second term ticket through rigging. Someone is alleging here. Oshomole always speaks the truth. He knows what he was saying. Fire me had the support of cabals in the party. That's a statement from Jibola Moshud on WhatsApp. That's all the time I have. But we have I Beg to Differ coming up in five minutes. So don't move away from your radio. I am Sandra Ezekwasili. This is Hard Facts.